Hello, my fight fan friends. How are you doing? I hope well. Welcome to another episode of Fitz Nation as we round out the month of October. Can you believe it? 2022. We're already into November next week. Anyways, in November is our annual trip to Madison Square Garden in New York City. At UFC 281, Frankie Edgar will be on the card. And it's always a big deal when he fights because of the legend that he's become, the former champion, and the decorating, the decorated fight career that he's had to this point. But especially at UFC 281, it's his retirement fight, and it comes in the shadow of his home state of New Jersey. He's obviously a UFC Hall of Famer in waiting, and I would say... Perhaps next summer, 2023, we're going to see Cowboy Cerrone and Frankie Edgar go into the UFC Hall of Fame. I think Jose Aldo could be an immediate induction into the Hall of Fame as well, but I don't know what his fight career stands as if he just retired from the UFC, but he'll fight again. We shall see. Anyways, I caught up with Frankie Edgar, of course, just ahead of this retirement fight. A few weeks back, I sent him a note and I said, Frankie, I know you're about to get a media blitz. But I would love to chat with you on my podcast because his story is obviously inspirational and the fact that he's continued to evolve his career from lightweight to featherweight to bantamweight now. And he's just done it the right way by putting his nose down and grinding hard and being somebody that real fight fans can be proud of. So I just shot my shot and I said, love to have you on the podcast. And the reason why I texted him is because he actually likes a lot of my Instagram reels, you know, the short little clips from my show, the inspirational content that I put out there. He's always in the likes and sometimes even in the comments. And so uh, I, I was like, if nothing else, thanks for the support on, on Instagram. And so anyways, he uh, hit me back. He said, yeah, man, let's do it. So we uh, arranged a time and it was actually the day after he turned 41 years old. So about a month after he turns 41, he makes the walk for the final time or in his case, the run to the octagon with notorious B.I.G. blaring on the speakers, and he will do so in quite a setting of Madison Square Garden as he looks to grab a victory on his way out in front of his friends and family. And it's actually also the site, not Madison Square Garden, but New York City, the site of his very first fight. And that was the most memorable part of this interview is when he talked about his very first fight ever which came in 2005 when MMA was illegal in New York City. And wait till you hear how he won it in the aftermath of the fight and obviously the career that has stemmed from it. So Frankie Edgar on this episode of Fitz Nation, I know you'll enjoy it. He's a future Hall of Famer, and I was so grateful that he spent some time with me to give to you. Enjoy the show. Fitz Nation, let's go. I always had to be mega in the zone, ready to go out there on my shield. Be in the question and don't look for the answer because the answer is the end. Think about who I'm fighting for, fight for something greater. At the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself. It's time for the Fitz Nation podcast with your host, Brendan Fitzgerald. Frankie Edgar, the one and only. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, I just want to say thank you for carving out this time of your schedule because you're about to get a media blitz. I mean, you're pretty aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I've kind of started a little bit already. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Happy to do it for you. Though. I tried to get on the front end because I know pretty soon you're just going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like, why now? Why now? Right? Yeah, Retirement. Yeah. Why now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get that a lot. 
So also, happy birthday. We're talking to you a day yep. after your birthday. Yes. Yep. 41. 41. I just okay. turned 40 this year. I didn't know because I, I knew that you were 40. And then I just looked at the uh, at your phone. I was just like, God damn, it's his birthday. When you turned 40, what did you think? Like life, big picture. You're 40 now. What did you think? Uh, felt like 39. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't put too much. Uh, I don't too much anything on that you know i don't i don't know what's a 40 supposed to be like you know it's my first time here right uh, but i i mean that's just life man life's gonna go i'm gonna be 50 soon you know yeah yeah well i mean i don't think it's like i i, I applaud that and i feel the same way it's like the outward thing right like everybody else just like oh once you're 40 everything starts hurting no uh, they're like so self-defeated at 40 yeah like. I, I don't I, I never bought into any of that stuff no uh, I don't consider myself like most people. And uh, yeah. I think people sell themselves short, you know, at 40. I mean, you see it now, now a lot more, I think, you know, when we were kids, 40 did seem old, you know, yes. now it's 40. I mean, shit, we were still in some young bucks. I'll take 40 it. is the new 30. That's right. I th there's just so much still to accomplish, but as an athlete, right? Like for me, I'm at 40. I'm when I turned 40, I said, well, as a broadcaster, I'm just getting into my prime years, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at the guys, they kind of achieve like at 60, a lot of times when they're right. kind of on the biggest stage and the biggest jobs. But like as an athlete, you think anything differently of it? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it is different. Cause obviously, you know, 40s old <laughs> for, 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 for fighters, athletes, for athletes. For, sure. For, yeah. For, for fighters specifically, I'd say, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's kind of uh, a, strange, a strange territory to be retiring at, you know, Ford in your 40s when you still got a lot of life to live. Yeah. Uh, what made it the time for you? Uh, you know, I, I think it was a couple of things. Um, I mean, I always said I'll do this as long as, um, you know, there's three things. I have to check three boxes. As long as I'm, I'm feeling good, like my body allows me, as long as I enjoy it, and as long as I'm competitive. And, you know, I do think I'm, I'm, I'm still checking those boxes. I do enjoy this. I could do this forever. I do feel like I still am competitive. I know I have a couple of losses that, uh, you know, didn't go my way recently. Uh, but they're against the best guys in the world. And yeah. you know, my last fight, I was in that fight, I believe. Um, and then does my body allow me? It, it's I'm, I'm squeezing every little bit out of it. So right. I think the, that's probably the biggest thing, you know, my body is catching up, you know, it, it, it is getting a little, you know, camps get a little tougher on the body and um, yeah, I, I don't want it to be the end, but it's just the nature of this game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough decision to make. Um, when did it, when did you come to it? You know, I, I probably after my last fight, I was thinking that was going to be it, you know, yeah. really disappointed the way it went down. Uh, I got another surgery after that fight and I had two surgeries in 2021 um, and two losses. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that was a rough year, but um, I started this summer beginning of summer. I was, you know, I was, I was trained. I, I get back in the gym pretty quickly after surgery. I, I got, thankfully I do well with all my surgeries and um, I got back in. I felt pretty good. And I said, I just want to give myself, you know, one good camp of feeling good and, and go out my way. On my camp. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> back on the big stage at MSG for you like what can you say because you just said like I still enjoy it right it's it can be a tough job to enjoy I would imagine it sometimes like when th when things aren't going well how how do you think of still like it really enjoying what you do 
Uh, because I was a plumber before, you know, and I, used to, <laughs> I used to get up. I, mean, I, was, I worked as a plumber until my third fight in the UFC, you know. Um, yeah. I kind of went a different route. I, you know, a lot of these, I feel like a lot of these young guys, they they, they get into fighting so I don't have to get a real jo- job. I got a real job first. I got into fighting just because I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I didn't quit my my day job until my third fight in the UFC. It's kind of until I made a contract where I could support myself, you know. Yeah. And um, I just enjoyed this much more than i enjoyed getting up in the in the cold winters you know here in jersey yeah sure um let's go back though to um, i kind of go like big picture on life and for for somebody like you whose resume is so long it's just like we could just you know do a book report that would last four hours uh, or more but when you think back to the early part of your life, like really on your Wikipedia page, it only kind of says like you wrestled in high school and then you wrestled in college and it was all basically connected to your athletic career. But when you think back to the early part of your life, what experience do you think on that helped you become who you were, helped you become the man you are now? Uh, You know, I don't know. It's probably a bunch of pieces to be honest. Um, you know, my parents got divorced at a young age, so that that was always, I'm sure that brought brought a little something into that. Uh, and I was just always an active, scrappy kid, like you know, getting in fights as a young kid. Uh, nothing crazy, but just little stuff, you know, in the neighborhood. Um, it was kind of the nature of how I grew up. And 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 be honestly, but fucking Rocky movies, probably Rocky movies <laughs> and Bloodsport and and Kickboxer and all those type of movies, like. I kind of always just uh, put myself in those those positions, and uh, you know, I never thought I would be a fighter really once I was in high school and college because you know UFC was not really too mainstream at the time. And um, even when I got into it after college, uh, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it for a career. Like I said, I had a full time job at the moment, right? But um, once I got in, I was like, wow, I'm I'm kind of living the the movies I grew up watching, and uh, yeah, I, I just felt like it fit perfect. Yeah, I, that was my next question is like, you have this decorated wrestling career, but in 2005, um, there's not much you can turn a wrestling career into at that point. Like, what was your plan? Yeah, no, like I said, my, my father owned the plumbing company. So I got into the union and uh, I jumped in there. And uh, But when I graduated college, I found a place to train locally. It was actually Kurt Pellegrino's old place. And uh, he was heading down to Florida. To, to open up another gym or, or train somewhere. And I just happened to walk in there and he's like, Hey, you could, you could train this week, but I'm leaving. And the guy that took the gym over, I just stayed and ended up fighting and it filled some void for me. You know, it's just, cause I was still, you know, I really never accomplished my goals that I set in high school and in college, you know, competitively for wrestling. So I still had that, that angst, I guess, and need to get out. And, uh, I, I, you know, I enjoy where I do well working out. I'm always, always thought, uh, I remember growing up or coming up in college and my wife's like, you know, I'm like, man, I wish I could just work out for a living. Cause I didn't even know fighting was real. I was like, I wish I could work out for a living. I could work out pretty damn good. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I'm doing it now. <laughs> it's, it, that's what it is really. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you fight one to three times per year, it really is. It's going to the gym for a living and then making it happen. Right. Um, like you mentioned Rocky movies and all that. Like, did, when did uh, the UFC get on your radar? Like, did you know about this thing called MMA? And I did. I mean, I did. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I, I think I was in. I think it was UFC two. Honestly, I watched UFC two at a buddy's house. Um, and I remember, obviously, you know, 
rooting for the wrestler or you're watching the wrestler and then yeah. seeing Hoist go in there and doing this little dude, do what he does. And that's when I was just like, you know, jaw to, to the floor, just in awe of, of, of what it was. And I remember I'd catch him when I could, but it was so tough to watch. And I think in college, that's when it started coming, you know, out a little bit more. I remember Tito and Chuck and, uh, and Randy having some fights. And then the Ultimate Fighter—that's what really set it off. Oh, the, the first season of Ultimate Fighter is when yeah it really got on my uh, my, my radar. It became like a real thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I seen uh, you know guys that wrestled in the same conference I wrestle on the show. Josh Koscheck, right? He, he went to Edinburgh. I went to Clarion. We'd wrestle them three times a year. So I'll, you know, I know I felt like I know him, and I'm like, wow, man, if this guy could do it, I mean, maybe it's an option for me as well. Can you explain? the not achieving in your wrestling career and what that did for you. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I took second in state, uh, in high school. I wanted to be a state champ so bad. I took second high school nationals my senior year. wanted to be a high school national champ. Uh, and then I, you know, I missed all American honors. Um, my senior year in college, I, I lost in the blood round where if you win, you're all American. If you lose, you're not. And I lost in like triple overtime. So I was pretty devastated. You know, I put my all into this, into the way I fight is the way I wrestled, is the way I pretty much do everything. I always put my all into it. And uh, when you don't achieve that, when you especially think you're going to, that's tough to deal with. Um, so I do. I think that set me up to keep continuing to have this drive, uh, you know, to pursue my goals. Um, but even when I won that world title, I still felt like I had that that drive to just continue to, to you know, chase glory. I guess that's what I've really been doing my whole life is chasing glory. And, uh, that's just, that's such a fun thing to do, man. Yeah. Have you thought of that? Have you thought of chasing glory? Like you, cause sometimes we, sometimes we try to, I don't know, we're trying to achieve in something. We don't really know why, like mm. we can't really explain to you why have you thought about that before? Like, yes, chasing, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what, what, and what it is like, how, how would you define it? Yeah, I, don't, I, I you know what? Glory is the, the week after the fight, right? The week after the fight, a fight you won. You just feel so, you're just walking on, on cloud nine, getting congratulations from everybody. Uh, you don't mind showing your face out. And uh, it's just a, kind of like that, that just the stress of the whole fight camp, the whole pressure of the, 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 the contest itself. And um, that's the glory you chase, man. And, and, and you know, that's why that's why I kind of wanted to get one more to yeah. feel that to feel that glory again. Yeah, totally understand that for sure. Um learning the lesson that you did in high school and college of coming up short. Uh how would you say that affected you? Uh I think it just shows you, you know, it, listen, even though I came up short, um just pursuing wrestling so hard and pursuing to, to achieve my goals so hard, it was setting me up for my next phase in life, which I didn't know what it was, whether it was plumbing or which it ended up being fighting. It prepared me for that. You know, I knew how to work hard. I knew how to set goals. I knew how to time manage all that stuff was from chasing goals, chasing glory as a wrestler. And I, that's why I feel like, you know, I tell, you know, I, I'm around young kids, you know, whether it's right. fighting or wrestling and, I tell them just, you know, you chase something with every single bit of yourself. You're going to win no matter what ha the outcome, because you're going to win some way, shape or form down the line. Yeah. I uh, have stumbled on this idea mostly from talking to you guys a little bit from my own personal experience, though, is like 
the losses are just the, the losses are what make you. That's what makes you who you are is the losses. The wins are nice. The wins are nice. Everyone else will celebrate your wins, right? We're putting you into the UFC Hall of Fame on your wins. But the losses made you become a UFC champion. Yeah, no, 100%. You're right. Um, just they, they always thought like that Michael Jordan didn't make the the uh, the, the varsity team. Exactly you know? right. It's, it's kind of like, you know, failure just makes you, you know, makes you grow. It, either you, if you don't, you grow or die, you know, and yeah. you don't go anywhere. Um, but if you got, if you're successful and you have some failures in the past, you're a little special. Do you think you internalized that the right way at that age? No, I didn't. I was, uh, tough to do it was tough man yeah like I, i'm very hard on myself even today even you know i i still can't look i look at my record and i can't believe i have as many losses as i do um but again like my ashamed of anything that the way that my career went i'm really not you know i can i don't regret anything because i put you know my all into it. there's never one fight i could say oh, i wish i did this a little different i did everything i could to win always and um that that gives me comfort to when i when i walk away yeah how would you define the change in your life when you were a plumber and you're starting to train and MMA is like 12 years old at this point. It's like not even a sport to like 99% of the people out there. Uh, when you are becoming a fighter, right? How did you deal with that? Yeah, it was, it was, you, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like we think of ourselves a certain way and then all of a sudden you're something else. Right, it's a very different kind of life experience to have. Yeah, uh, for for me, it was it just seemed right. It seemed like yeah. it was natural. Like you know, I remember the first time I told someone I met someone out, and I remember the person. I, I think they, I, I played tennis professionally. I'm like ah, and I you know I wasn't in the UFC, but I was a professional fighter. I sure. played in Atlantic City. I'm like yeah, I'm a pro fighter, and I remember saying that. And I was like well, that feels a little little awkward, but. I mean, shit. That's what I am, man. I've been fighting my whole life. That, that's what I am. That now, now I just got the label. What did uh, did you ever feel wrong? Or I, I guess you said it felt right. It was never like I. Uh, you never felt like a poser. You never felt like you didn't belong. Yeah, no, never, never felt like a poser. I, I knew. Uh, you probably felt like a poser plumbing. Yeah, I definitely felt like a poser plumbing. <laughs> You're probably like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, honestly, man, the whole plumbing thing. Like, I thought that was in my career, but you know, I was started that and training for MMA pretty much simultaneously. And my head was not in plumbing, man. You know, I was yeah. did it for two years and I could dig a mean hole, but I couldn't really tell you much about plumbing. <laughs> Even still, are you like handy around the house? No, <laughs> no. no. Call my wife, call, my, my wife, call it in. <laughs> Hold on. So, and you mentioned your wife back then. So you guys have been together that long. We've been together since we were 19. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you becoming a fighter, um, how do you explain like chasing that dream and like putting your life into it, put, putting your faith into that it's going to work? Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Uh, you know, I don't know with uh, my wife, like we, we were actually in the same kindergarten class. That's uh, how no we way. Yeah. We didn't start dating until we were 19 years old in, in college. <laughs> uh, but we were friendly, you know, through high school and she knew the type of person I was that, and, you know, chasing goals and wrestling and, then she went to my college and seen that all that stuff. So when I, you know, transitioned to fighting, it was, it was we didn't skip a beat. You know, she she understood it and uh, she supported from the beginning. Yeah. When you think back to the early part of your MMA career, what do you think about? 
Um, early MMA career. I, I you know, I, I think about how um, I think about how I wasn't sure if I could make this a, a living. You know, I remember thinking of when when I first got into UFC. I don't even, or when I first got into MMA. I don't even think fifty five was a division at the time. I dropped it for a little bit. And then when I got into the UFC, I think uh, 55 was the only weight class available. So I, 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 when I first started fighting, I was like, man, I don't even think there's a 55 division in the UFC. I may have to go to Japan to fight. Like, is that even possible? Yeah. Like, I, I just remember thinking, like, man, how is any of this going to work out? Yeah, but it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> how did you think it might work out? Like, where did your mind go in those early years? You know, I wasn't 100 percent sure of, of of how it was going to go, just based on the fact I kept the day job. You know, uh, you know, um, but then when I finally did make that transition, I even still had in the back of my head like, hey, uh, you know, I still got. If I need to be a plumber, I guess I still have that option. How would you describe like what the sport was like back then? Like to people now, it's very easy. Like sports everywhere. It's on TV. It's on you know streaming services all that like if you're gonna go old man and say back in my day like how would you be like this is what we dealt with this is the story i tell in terms of an early mma event like that yeah i mean i feel like i to, to me when i got in the ufc it was like oh my god this is mainstream now because it was on spike and the, yeah the fighter but i could tell like every fight like i i went to and i came back i got would get noticed more and more and more and uh and we just get much more exposure, but yeah, it was it was pretty different back in the day. I mean, the expos, the expos they have now. I think we used to do. We we got the idea from doing it at the Arnold. I remember being at the Arnold back in, uh, geez, like oh six or maybe no oh eight or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, Dana's, I think, signing autographs there too. <laughs> it's definitely a different ball game back then. Yeah. Do you have like a story? I, there's one fighter, or you know. RJ Clifford, people who know him, he like uh, is on the weigh-in show and he's kind of behind the scenes. And he had a few fights. And at one point he had a fight and he had to like warm up in like a horse stable. Like he was warming up on straw and like dodging piles of horse crap. Like what, what is your story of a crazy I got, early well, my, event my, like my, that? My, my first fight ever, which uh, was three weeks, I think three or four weeks after I started training, was uh it's, it was the, in the New York Underground. This was obviously when it was illegal in New York. It, I mean, New York only became legal, I think, in uh, yeah, 2016. I think 2016. It was. So this is 05, and uh, I remember going. My my coach at the time asked me if I wanted to fight. I said, Yeah, let's do it. And uh, and we go up there. I end up being the main event of the fight, which I don't know how. Which is it was a boxing gym in, in the Bronx. It was like 110 degrees. There's people drinking 40s in the stands. Um, again, I thought I ended up being the main event. There was no way in no ambulance and there was no rules. We were just going to do one 15 minute round, literally no rules. And, uh, I go in there. This is my first fight. I'm fighting a guy from New York who was supposedly highly touted. He had a bunch of, you know, fights before. And, uh, I go in there and I'm fighting with this guy and he gets me in the tie clinch and hits me in a couple knees. I shake it off. I, we end up scrapping for a couple minutes. I end up mounting him. I head him. Uh, and, and I won a TKO in like three and a half minutes. And I remember going out to dinner with my family afterwards. And, uh, I'm in the bathroom with one of my, my buddies and my, my face didn't look bad at all. It didn't look like I got hit or anything. Um, but I just had a bloody nose. So I went to blow my nose and my whole eye just filled up with air. Uh. 
because I broke a, I broke my I broke end up broken breaking my orbital, which I didn't know at the time, and I broke a, opened up a sinus passage. So when you blow your nose, your eye fills up with air. I had like air in between my my head and my scalp, my my skull, <laughs> and I'm um, sitting in the bathroom trying to push it out my eyeball, <laughs> like a like a smart guy. But uh, <laughs> that was my first pretty much introduction into fighting. And when I said, all right, I said I still want to do this after that. I knew this was for me. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like coming from a formal wrestling background of like college wrestling, high school wrestling, all that, where it is sanctioned and ambulances and referees. <laughs> why, why did you feel so comfortable? 110 degrees in the Bronx at a boxing gym, people drinking forties. How old were you? 22? Uh, 23. Yeah. 23. 23. Like why did that feel like where you belonged? That felt more natural than than fighting in the in the, in the octagon, to be honest with you. You know, uh, no way. I mean, yeah, get growing up fighting in clubs and on the streets. I mean, that's a little bit more more natural. You know, I literally throwing headbutts. I mean, uh, I didn't have to worry about rules, um, and it was just one fifteen minute go. Let's see who could fucking last. I, I, yeah. I kind of loved it. Kind of loved it. Were there people like waving cash? I would imagine. Oh, there was like best cash sure all was, over. Sure there was side action. Cigar going on. smoke. I remember I got paid. $10 for every ticket that someone bought that came to see me. So uh, 16 people come to see me. So I broke my face for 160 bucks. And so after <laughs> <laughs> afterwards, you're out at dinner and you're in the bathroom. So that means you went to the bathroom. You looked fine with your yep. family. And then you blew your nose and you came out of the bathroom looking a different way. Yes, I looked. I looked. Yeah, my eye was like shut and fat. Okay, so what did they say? Oh, my mother's like, she starts bugging out. What's wrong? Oh my god! So we're calling nurses and people we know, and they're like, "Yeah, you, you know, you, you probably broke something in your face. Uh, if you go to the doc, go to the. I went to, I went to the. I ate dinner, and then I went to the hospital. <laughs> Waiter comes over, like, yeah. I'm sorry, did you have? What, what did you have again? Did you order right, yet? Right. <laughs> Jesus, that's wild. That Frankie, that says a lot that you felt so more natural there than you do in the octagon. Because I, I mean. You know, you're a family guy now, right? Like a lot of people. I am, yes. yes. You know, yeah, it's like kind of this proper, respectful fighter, does it the right way, wife, kids, all that. Yeah, but no, for sure. Go up to the city and the, the gritty stuff, that's where you found felt comfortable. I did. You know, I had, I had like, it, literally my dad was on the ropes. I think my wife might have been on the ropes when I fought. Like, I could have sworn they were holding the ropes. Like, it was a very intimate type experience. And yeah, it felt like a street fight. So it felt kind of kind of normal for me. Yeah. That's wild, man. Great story. You have, did you have several of those? That was just the first fight. No, that was the only one I had. That was, uh, it's not even on my record because it's so, no you know, way fight, which kind of, kind of kept like, dude, I broke my face. I'm, I'm counting that fight. <laughs> All right. Well, what the hell? I'll give you 25 wins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> For sure. Let's get that on the Wikipedia page. Underground. <laughs> was it underground combat league? Yes, that was it. Yep. Oh, I think it's on Wikipedia. Bronx, New York, three minutes, yep. 38 seconds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they do have it. How about that? All right. That's wild, man. 2005. Can you go through some fighters can go through their fights and like be like, yep, I fought this guy and then this guy and then this guy. Can you do that? I think I can. Yeah. You want to try? Let's do it. All right. Ready? Let's go. First fight. Yeah. First fight. Marghetto. Oh, after that was after. Do you remember the guy that you headbutted? Eric Uresk. Yes. Okay. Then Mark Ghetto. Uh huh. Jay Isip. Yep. Uh, Steve McCabe. Correct. Davidius Taravidosius. Correct. You're five and zero oh at that point. Jim Miller. Yep. 
Tyson Griffin. Correct. Mark Bocek. Yep. Spencer Fisher. Perfect so far. Gray Maynard. Yep. Hermes Franca. Yep. Sean Shirk. Correct. Uh, UFC 98 now we're up to. Um, Matt Veach. Yes. BJ Penn. Yep. BJ Penn. Correct. Gray Maynard. Yep. Gray Maynard. There you go. Benson Henderson. Yep. Benson Henderson. Yep. Jose Aldo. Yes. Oliveira. Yeah, beat Charles Oliveira. Okay, now this is where it gets tricky. Let's see. Oliveira. Jeez. Um, so that was at UFC 162 in 2013. Yes. Yep. Oliveira. Oh. I, I, um, Cub Swanson? No. It was next was the another one against BJ. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. BJ. Yeah. BJ. Then, then yeah, Cub. BJ. Then Cub. Then Mendez. Then Uriah Faber. Oh, Uriah Faber. Then, then Mendez. Mendez. Then Yair. Then Aldo. Oh, Aldo again. Then Stevens. Then Stevens. Then Yair. Then Yair. And then okay, Yair. Then Ortega. Then Ortega. Ortega. Then Cub. Again. Then Cub again. Um, Atlantic City. Yep. And then uh, did I get Holloway? Holloway. Then then Max after that. Yeah. Yep. Then uh, Korean Zombie. Correct. Pedro Munoz. Um, San Hagen. San Hagen. Cheeto. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Not bad. Dude. But close. That's close. impressive. I well, I mean the UFC ones. I'm surprised actually you said then it gets tough. I would have thought you'd been able to rattle off the UFC, the first ones. Like, yeah. geez. <laughs> you know what that says, Frankie? That says how important it was to you at the beginning, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, well, how, how, how it, special it was at the beginning. It's special, yeah. That's what it is. I think you once once after I mean, if I, you know, on the spot, I definitely remember them. Remember all oh, for that, sure. Yeah, spot, yeah. You know, but uh yeah, when when you get numb to it, I guess a little bit. Well, yeah, and I was gonna ask you about this because when I first started calling UFC fights, I was like, it was a life event every single time. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm on major cable sports. Like my whole entire life has been leading to this point. Uh, all that, like I have very distinct memories of your fight against Cub in Atlantic City and just like, you know, thinking about my family, that this trip that I'm on. And at, at a certain point, it just becomes like the next one. Yeah. Uh, when did that happen for you? Um, I mean, I, you know, you, you almost like I never wanted to make. I, I I always thought like when I got into UFC, even like uh, my first one ever. I always thought you don't want to act like you you never been there before, you know, because um, Connie can get lost in the lights. So I always wanted to act like you know I belonged, and yeah, uh, that's kind of a way that makes that makes it less numbing or maybe le less of a a big deal, because you don't want to make it too big of a deal, you know. You want to be like right. I I belong here, so. Probably early on, I kind of I, I I did that a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You don't want it to be like, oh, this is this big important event. You kind of get outside of yourself, right? A bit. I mean, my my first fight in the UFC, Rampage was on the card, Anderson was on the card, Crow Cop was on the card, and I remember people are like trying to take pictures with people, this and that, and I'm like, I ain't taking a picture with nobody. I'm fucking yeah. me, 
And of course, I was fans of those guys, and I wanted to take pictures. But I'm like, I belong here. I don't want to act like I'm, 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 a, I'm not. You know, I'm just here for 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 the for the ride. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I don't know. When you think back to it now, like, do you do you get like what kind of nostalgia do you get to that part of your career? Like, kind of crossing over, as you said, recognize more each time, bigger yeah, no, platform it, each time. Yeah, it, it, it was. It's just. It's wild. I. It, I still. I pinch myself today I, I just don't consider myself you know what people might look at me as you know what i mean and uh that that back then like well, it, well what do you think people look at you as no i don't know just i'm saying if you like you're saying like you get recognized and this and that like people, right hey, can i think can i take a picture with you oh my god they want to talk to me like ah you know i'm, I'm not that special you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah 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 well yeah so it, it, i mean i love it i love the i love the, the appreciation and and I, I love the, the 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 support from the fans, of course. What would you tell other fighters that are trying to make their name and trying to climb as like, oh, if I could just get a little more attention, then like really things could start snowballing for me. What would you tell that that fighter, that athlete? Winning has a way of taking care of things. You know, um, you want to get attention, win fights. You know, that's it. I mean, I'm not the biggest brand guy. I know there's some people out there probably much better at pushing their brand and pushing, uh, you know, promoting themselves or whatnot. I, I kind of let my fighting do that. Um, you know, and, and I made myself available for the UFC. That helped too, I'm sure. Yeah. What do you think uh, has clicked for you as an adult? Whether Like probably a bigger picture life thing where you're like started figuring out life a little bit. I'm still figuring it out. I know. That's the thing. Me too. I think the biggest thing, like when I got my thirties, I think I just started reading books and I'm just like, gosh, there's all there's the, the roadmap is out here. There's yeah. a lot of people telling you how to do things better. Yeah. But I, I guess for me, my, my example would be, I realized that uh, learning doesn't stop when school stops, mm -hmm. but it took me a good 10 years out of college to figure that out. I thought I was just like, okay, cool. I'm on TV. I'll just figure it out from here. Yeah. You know, do you, do you recall, I mean, I think it happens in our thirties when we start having kids and all that sort of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you know, I think my thing is, uh, especially, you know, at least tied to my career, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, something's going to happen. Always There's something going to always go on. And not only your career, your life, that's going to be, you feel like you can't handle it or you don't know how to handle it. Just yeah. relax, let, let life kind of go. And, uh, you know, don't, don't let your emotions get ahead of you. What was it like to be that natural fighter and then to ha start having kids? Uh, you know, kids uh, give, like, I, mean, I always, like, I, I fought because I wanted to fight. I still fight because I want to fight. And mm -hmm. I, that's what everybody needs to do. But when you have kids, they give you a purpose, like another purpose, like not mm -hmm. just for your own selfish reasons that you want to fight. They give you another purpose to, you know, to pursue your career, to pursue and be successful and all this stuff. So um, that's what I felt like kids kids showed me. Yeah. What was the balance like, though? I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? I had I had two kids 16 months apart. Uh, I was 28 and then no, 27, then 28. Mm -hmm. and daughter at 32. Uh, and it was tough, man. I, thankfully, I got, I got an amazing wife. Um, she worked for the first two kids. And then when I finally had my third kid, she, uh, she, you know, is, is stayed home full time, but, uh, juggling that stuff was tough, you know, daycare and all this stuff and training. 
And again, thank God for my wife. Yeah. No, I mean, all the credit. Even me, I like work from home sometimes. And still, it's just like, it's too much to do. It's too yeah. much to do. I'm trying to figure out how to do less. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, um, what would you tell the younger version of yourself as you come up on this kind of life milestone? Uh, but the younger version of myself. <sighs> yeah, like like kind of what I was saying before. Like, don't let's like, relax, man. Let's relax a little bit. <laughs> I'm I'm a little uptight on sometimes, and and you know what though I don't know if that's maybe why I am successful. So I'm pretty anal about the the, the way I approach things, and <laughs> like um, in what way, like a training way, training way, diet way, sleep way. I mean, like you know, I I, I like I'll never I'll never miss weight. You know Is it mean? like yeah, exactly? Is it ever like a. Uh... Is it ever like a thing where you have a lot going on because you're an adult with three kids, wife, family at home and all that? Is it ever something where it's just like, gosh, um, I used to be able to do it this way. Like I used to, you know, and now I got to I got to give some back. Is that, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I can't yeah. do the job exactly how I want to do it because I'm a full human being with a life. No, I, you know, I, I just equate that to, to anybody's job. You throw a kid in the mix of anybody's job, you got to adapt. You got to change. Yeah. That's just how I approach it. You know, like I'm no different than any than any plumber or police right. officer has kids and has to worry about skating them into, to this practice or to this lesson. You know what I mean? So I'm just just normal dude like everyone else. Yeah. Now, do you coach – your sons wrestle, right? They do. They do. Do you coach them? I do. I help out. I help out. You know, I'm just not, help I'm, out. You're not, not like the league yet. So like, I've always thought, what is that like? Cause we showed a feature of you one time and you were watching, I think you were watching Santino wrestle and you were kind of off on the side with the other parent, almost just like, all right, good job, whatever. And I'm like, I hope their coaches are really good. Cause they got Frankie Edgar. You're <laughs> like not doing it, but I understand too, where you like, you got your own thing going on. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I enjoy it. Um, I'll always be around wrestling and around this sport as well, too. But um, I mean, we got a really good system here in, in Jersey where I'm from. You know, Tina, my, my son's coach are my coaches. They coach me. So, yeah, kind of we just come full circle and um, it, it's a pretty cool experience. What what are your plans beyond this fight? You know, I, I have a lot of things I want to dive into, I think. Um, like I said, I'm going to be involved in this sport, you know, in the coaching capacity, whether I open a school or not. Um, I, 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 you know, I think I could probably help Ali with the management side of things, too. You'd know, like to give back to some fighters, help, you know, give some of the knowledge that I've been through. Like, I've been through this for a while. I've been through it all, you know what I mean? I know, yeah. But I have a lot to share and a lot to help get some guys out. So I think that could be something that, that I could do as well. You think you're actively uh, going to manage fighters? You know, in some some kind of capacity. You know, me and Ali have talked about it in the past, and uh, you know, I think I could could help uh, help his his uh, his squad of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you're on the horn, getting more money for your guys. You you got that gene in you? Um, I, I think I could. I, think I could get that gene. You know. If, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. You know, what I mean, it's um, you've been in this game for as long as I have, and kind of seen the scenarios work work out. I have a little bit of inside knowledge, I guess you could say. What else do you think? Like you said, a lot of things you want to dip into. Do you think most of it will be related to MMA and wrestling? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, I mean, hey, I, I, I just did. A, I just was acted in my not my first movie, but my first like real movie where I had lines and 
Hold on. What was this? I didn't even know this. It's not out. It's come, the, the casting crew uh, uh, viewing is, is next week, but it's called uh, Bastard Sons. It's a small, small film, like, uh, um, you know, independent film. Okay. But, but I had a blast doing it. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. What comes of it. So an actor with lines. You got a part with lines. With lines. Yeah. I, I, I was first. Uh, I actually do. I do a podcast called Champ and a Tramp with Roger Matthews. Okay. And, we had we had a, a guy on Kevin Kevin Incidonato, who's a local guy from our town or from our area that has been in several you know TV shows and movies, and he asked me and Roger to be uh, you know muscle muscle on 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 this movie. Oh yeah. I guess what happened was uh, one of the guys, one of the main characters, fell out, and he said, "Hey, do you want to try this?" So I was like, "I was like, I'll give it a shot." So yeah, so I'm one of the main characters in this movie. Um, you know, it was like we we shot for like a month. It wasn't nothing crazy. Very small crew. Yeah. But awesome experience. A lot of fun. Super super good guys. You know, to work with. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hold on, acting classes, anything like that? No, I didn't take any acting classes. The whole the whole idea. Uh, this guy's wanted me to you know just just remember your lines and, and be see nice. it, see what you're like. Yeah, yeah. Could you I, see going acting? You know, Bis, Bisping's out there at acting classes. Yeah, He's yeah. got UFC gyms and go yeah. and as acting. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to hit him up. You know, ask him for some uh, some tips here. I was gonna say, when are they gonna make a movie about Frankie's life? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would like to write a book though. You know. So yeah. I think uh, I don't know if I could write it personally. No, I hear you. Convey it to someone else. Um, I think that could be in the plans one day. Yeah, for sure. I I'm, I'm shocked that Bruce Springsteen hasn't written a song about you yet. Yeah. <laughs> the boss the boss because i mean you know listen there's a song in your first fight in the bronx that's a song yeah 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 absolutely that's a great song yeah yeah hell yeah Definitely. that's a hit let's see if bruce can you know kind of pull one together one final time too um in terms of mma frankie uh what do you like when you look at the future of mma or ufc specific or not um what are you excited about? You know, watching these guys every weekend, it's amazing on uh, just the skills. Like, obviously, the skills just keep getting better and better, and that's great. But it's not even that. It's 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 the 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 heart and determination that people fight with impress me so much. You know, and I I also I get you know recognized a lot. They're always like, oh, you fight with a lot of heart and this and that, and you know the Gray Maynard fights and and, and some of these fights are take take you know. A beating and come back I mean, we're seeing it every weekend it just uh it gives me faith in humanity that there's this that there's this this will that these people fight with um is uh it's inspiring yeah you like where mma is headed absolutely i mean uh yeah. uh it's just getting it's you know we say it's mainstream now but i think it's still we still got a ways to go oh that's I, i've said that all the time i love the position we're in because it's big but so much room to grow. Yeah, yeah. You know? And unlike the other big four sports in America. I was going to say, like the NFL, it's like, okay, like they're doing well. Yeah. But it's so saturated at this right. point, Plus, you know. not going to go to Africa. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and get new fans. It's just not going to happen. UFC is going to. Yeah, yeah. Bigger and bigger. Just, I mean, nation, uh, statewide and then also around the world. What do you think you'd change about MMA though at this point? Um, I don't know. You know, it, it, that's tough to say. Um, yeah. Judging maybe a little bit if you could, but I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. 
that's the thing. I, I, I think of that a lot where I just go, yeah, judging's not perfect, but I, I don't have a solution. So I don't want to bitch about it. You and know, I'm in is going to help. I feel like we still have a lot of judges that are boxing judges. Um, mm -hmm. As time goes on, there's going to be more and more judges that have either trained jujitsu or competed in kickboxing or competed in, in, in mixed martial arts as well that are going to end up in that seat and they're going to have a better understanding of the sport. Yeah. What do you expect for you over this next month? And like, and like in New York on fight week, what are you expecting? Ah, oh, man, I'm expecting, uh, I'm trying to take it all in. You know, it's so hard to say. Like you always, I remember, uh, when I was fighting for the title in Abu Dhabi, Ricardo pulled me aside. He's like, Hey man, you better, you know, I know this, you're focused on the fight. You're focused on all this stuff. It's like, but take this stuff in, man. Cause this stuff doesn't always last. And Man, that's hard to do when you're focused on a fight. Yeah. I'm trying my best to do that. I'm trying to enjoy the, the little moments that I have um, in the gym with my, my teammates. Like, I know this is probably the last – I mean, this is the last run for me. So, I'm trying to just stop and take a look around and, uh, and enjoy it as much as I can, e even the brutal stuff. Yeah. The brutal stuff like what? Aerodyne sprints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get done with, get done with it and kind of – Look, I don't know. Look forward to it. Yeah, no, I look forward to it, man. I look uh, like forward to the end. Am I looking forward to the end? Just, I mean, just forward to like the day to day, like the grind, knowing that it's the last grind. Yeah, I do. I do, man. This is like you know, I I, I could wake up and be like, man, I got I got I got four more Mondays of my yeah RG. yeah media wise. Like, what do you expect to just? Yeah, I'm trying to get. I'm going to get the the whole retirement. I've been getting these retirement questions for yeah, it's true four, four years now. So now I can finally. And I never, I I never wanted to say I'm going to retire. I, I thought I was going to be like, I'll never say those words. Like I'm out. Yeah, I'll bow out. But I, 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 if I don't say it, then I don't think I'll ever leave either. So yeah, that's but, true. That's true, right? That's why yeah. I, you know, make you know. Uh, I heard a quote to your aerodyne sprints comment, and we'll get out of here on this. Uh, I saw a quote the other day, and as a 40-year-old, I was like, that's fantastic. Working out shouldn't be a punishment for something you ate. It should be a celebration for what your body can do. Yeah, I love that. I right? Love Isn't that good? Because I was just like, yeah, man, I'm still pretty capable here. Absolutely. You know, and for you especially. Um, so there you go. Well, uh, you know, Frankie, this past summer, I was on the red carpet at the USC Hall of Fame, and I was asked, what fighter – do you think deserves to be in that's retired or whatever? And the easy answer was Joanna retired like a month before, but thinking back to it, I was just like, gosh, like, I don't know how long cowboy has left and cowboy retired four days later. And I just, you know, and then, and then I just think that the hall of fame class of 2023 is going to be, it's gotta be you and cowboy, maybe Jose Aldo. I don't know, but certainly you'll take your place among the greats. And you don't need me to tell you that, but uh, I've had the pleasure of calling a few of your fights and uh, it's been good to get to know you in this, form um you know hopefully we can catch up in person at some point and i'm just a big fan of what you've been able to do and i also really enjoy interacting with people who were born in the early 80s so that we can talk about similar things and not Absolutely, too yeah. old <laughs> i keep pulling more and more at work frankie i'm just like oh do you remember that thing on mtv or are you too young for that it's like yeah, yeah I did, I'm like way I did, too young for that you know our sport the, the guys aren't are our age, so I'm yeah. always, always like, "Hey, you guys see this movie?" I'm like, "Oh, forget, fuck, got ten years." Like, just seriously, I remember I was just like, "Oh, you guys remember this news story, right?" It happened, I think, in like '96. They're like, "I was born in '94, so no." 
right. you know, just like Jesus Christ. Well, Frankie, all the best. Again, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate pleasure, it. Man. Thank you, man. Hey, have a great last ride. All the best to you and your family. And I'll, I'll see you soon because it sounds like you're not going to be one of those guys that retire and then we don't see you again. You'll be around. I'm going to be around, man. I'm going to be bothering you. Don't worry about oh, it. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Frankie. Take care, brother. Well, there you have it, Frankie Edgar, the future Hall of Famer. And uh, one last ride against Chris Gutierrez coming up at UFC 281, Madison Square Garden in New York City. So I'm working at home a lot, right, especially with these shows at the Apex. Uh, I'm at home constantly. And a little guy, seven-year-old, Zach, had a half day uh, from school today. So he's here. What do you want to say, Zach? Hi. Do you like when I work from home and have to do things in the office? No. Yeah, it's it's a str- it's a constant struggle, right? Yeah. I should be able to do what all the time? Um, just draw football logos. Yeah, just draw football logos. All right, that's what we're on at the Fitzgerald household. Yeah. We we've drawn all of them. No, we have. We have we have like two more left. We've drawn like every NFL logo, colored them in, all that. We, we still have the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears. Okay, Browns and Bears. So we got to get the the orange markers out. And, well, uh, still, well, we have one. Yeah. So anyways, uh, a little taste of uh, the juggling life. I'm sure plenty of you out there have done the same thing, especially over the last few years. It's, uh, it's a constant battle, but it's one I do with joy. And I always find time to squeeze in this podcast because... Uh, Man, I just love doing it. As I've said on this show countless times, and I love giving it to the fight fans, the great fans of our sport. And this one obviously was a big one, Frankie Edgar. How could you say no to that? So that'll do it for Fitz Nation. Um, Not sure what I have coming up. I might take a few weeks off, actually. Maybe I'll come back with a vengeance. I'm going to try to get back in person with some of these interviews. Those were the best. Uh, pre-pandemic when I did all of them in person, but there was no video component. So I'm going to see what makes sense. Um, The video component needs to be there because you can watch the shows on UFC Fight Pass, but uh, I'm going to try to get back in person with a camera and just kind of make it best of both worlds. We'll see what shakes, but uh, if I don't see you before Thanksgiving, have a great holiday, but I think I'll be back before that. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Fitz Nation.